Welcome to episode four. I actually rearranged my entire podcasting calendar for the next few weeks so I could talk about this topic. And it's something I did not plan. However, it is June and June is Pelvic Organ Prolapse Awareness Month, otherwise known as POP. And I would like to share with you my story and I hope it encourages you. And if you are experiencing this right now, please know that you are not alone. Do you ever worry that your daughter will choose your not so pretty past? Have you struggled with your own identity and purpose? Wouldn't it be amazing to choose nourishing foods and exercise out of habit yet still have the food freedom to hit up the Chick-fil-A drive-through? Hey there, welcome to Raise Her Well. I'm Ashley Harvey former college athlete and bartender for over a decade, now wife and girl mom of three. After searching for my identity in the world, I ended up tired, confused, and unhealthy. When I laid down my expectations and decided to open the Word of God and read it as if it were real, it was then that I began to experience true breakthrough. If you're ready for biblical wisdom, tactical health tips, and mom life encouragement, you are in the right place. Make yourself an iced coffee or head to the gym. Let's dive in. I didn't plan on talking about this actually for a while. I, I knew I would at some point, but I mean, let's be honest, this could be considered TMI, but it's a real issue and I had no idea that 50% of women experience this at some point in their life and I wanted to share my story Um, and first I'll share my story with you and then I'll talk about more about what it is, what pelvic organ prolapse is, what POP is and how I came to discover it and to be honest with you I had no idea that this was a thing. I didn't know this was real and uh, my family and I, how it came to be is my family and I decided to do a fitness challenge. And I'm not even gonna share with you what challenge this was because looking back, I don't think it was the healthiest challenge to do, but we love doing challenges together. And um, in this particular challenge, it was like a three month challenge, two workouts a day, and they were pretty intense workouts and very time consuming, which I'm all for the gym, as you know, and eating healthy and meal prep, but it's something that you can push your body to the extreme. And when it's over, it's kind of like, what do you go to? So that's kind of where I'm at with wrestling with some challenges of things. And I want to make sure it's a long-term doable challenge that makes sense. And I wanted to share with you during this challenge is kind of how I came to find out about POP. So basically I was, it was like the third week of the challenge and you know, it was a one workout had to be outside and quite intense. So, I mean, you could do a walk, but it was most likely you were going to do something like run or, you know, a circuit outside, uh, something hit for 45 minutes straight, and then you would do a gym workout or something inside. So 
I um, started to feel really heavy in my pelvic floor region. So between the belly button and the, like around your underwear line is basically maybe a tad bit below that. I started to feel a little uncomfortable. I felt heavy. It was not the most comfortable thing to experience. So one day um, I decided to just look down there in that area. And this was actually during that challenge I was telling you about. And I will talk more on that in a few minutes, but I took the mirror and I, I looked and, and I saw something that I had never seen before. Not that I do this on a normal basis, but I was kind of worried. I didn't know what it was. I won't go into any more detail than that, but you know your body. Uh, we know our bodies better than anybody and I knew something was off. I made a few phone calls. I researched a few things quickly and I discovered that I had a cell a grade two cell, And the way I found that out was once I knew what I was looking at, once I understood what I was looking at, it was my bladder coming into the vaginal opening canal area. And I don't even know if I'm saying it 100% properly, but this is, <laughs> this is me to tell you um, my story. So I um, ended up going to a pelvic floor therapist. And yes, there's physical therapy for your pelvic floor. It's incredible. I didn't even know that this existed. So my story continues with a visit to the pelvic floor therapist. And believe it or not, I'm sure you won't be shocked. Insurance most likely will not cover this visit. It is a visit that I believe should be covered and it's not, and which is very disheartening on top of the already disheartening situation. I decided to go make this appointment and, and go to on this visit. And this was in the fall of 2019. So she gave me an assessment, put on her gloves and explained what she was doing, explained what she was going to do. And then proceeded to tell me that I had a grade two cell, And that is when, like I said, when the bladder is dropping down where it shouldn't be. And the thing about the pelvic floor, a lot of people don't know is that it's almost like butterfly wings. It's very thin. It's a it's a floor. It's a muscle. You have to strengthen your pelvic floor, and this is your core, your transverse abdominis, your breathing, everything. This is the foundation of everything. And let me tell you that this was the toughest doctor. I don't even really I don't even know how to explain in words. The, the toughest doctor appointment I've ever had in my life because I have always prided myself on my health, my physical fitness, exercise, eating fairly decent for the most part. She, you know, she was very kind, very knowledge, knowledgeable, but she basically told me that I wasn't strong where I needed to be strong. My foundation was completely faulty. A lot of things go into this. A lot of things happen um, with to cause this. And I'm gonna just kind of go over a few notes that I have here just to explain it. If you've never heard of it, and if you already kind of know what it is, to know like exactly what what causes it and, and what it is. So it's a protrusion, pelvic organ prolapse pop is a protrusion or a descent of the pelvic organ. So it could be the uterus, the bladder, or the bowel into the vagina. And this is caused by a weakened pelvic floor and muscle ligaments but it's also, there can also be um, the opposite could also happen, uh, tightness in the, in the canal in the pelvic floor. And some women need to learn how to relax it. So it's a very interesting topic. There is a higher increase in pop 
with women over 50, but it also happens, um, you know, premenopause or menopausal, previous pregnancies, vaginal pregnancies, gynecological surgery, uh, like a prior hysterectomy, something like that, increased weight gain, chronic pressure, um, con constant, you know, constipation, and uh, symptoms, you know, can vary. You can have different symptoms across the board. It just kind of depends. But like I said, like the tampon falling out feeling, so like a bulge or a lump in the va vagina area, you can feel heavy. Like I explained, I mine was feeling heavy and it kind of got worse with activity. But during the time I discovered it, I was doing a lot of activity. And so I, I do have some idea of what caused it. And, and I'm not saying I didn't have it up until then. I, I believe I had it after my first uh, vaginal delivery with my, with, uh, my five-year-old now. And I believe I was asymptomatic for a very long time because I had not noticed it up until this particular challenge, fitness challenge that I decided to do. You can also have a lot of um, dip difficulty going to the bathroom and intimacy can be painful. So it just kind of depends. Uh, I don't have all of these symptoms. I had just a couple. And then the fact that I saw it kind of freaked me out. Now, when my pelvic floor therapist told me that I really needed to scale back what I was doing and I was running a lot at the time, I, I, I never loved running. I was never like in love with going on runs. I just enjoyed going on a jog, maybe max mileage, you know, a 5k, three miles, something like that. And she explained to me that I needed to get stronger foundationally. And I could go through the motions of all the exercises I wanted to do, but I really needed to scale back on intensity and weight. And I just, you know, I want to just say, if you've never heard of this, or if you just discovered this for yourself, I'm, I'm talking about it in a better place than I was two and a half years ago when I found out about it. I was devastated. I had someone telling me, you know, and there was proof to what they were saying that I needed to scale back. I needed to slow down. I, I do believe it was partially God's way of telling me also to slow down. And it happens for so many reasons. And I think we can go back and start to blame ourselves like oh we didn't we were too intense we bounced back too quickly after birth we it's because we like to move a lot and yeah all those things can contribute to it and i do think that we need to understand that it's actually quite common a lot of people have it and don't even know once i found out about this like i just scoured the internet for support groups. So I will link in the show notes. Let me make a note of it here so I don't forget. Just a couple of support groups that I found on Facebook. Uh, a couple people that I met personally, like within the group online, that just cheered me on, helped me through a hard time, a hard process. And of course, reading my Bible at the same time, <laughs> And I, I, I remember asking God, like, why, why me? I, I want to go, go, go. I want to go on long runs. I want to take my kids to the park at the time. My, you know, I believe she was three at the time. I'd have to go do the math. I'm thinking quite quickly here, but I want to go to the park. I want to spend a lot of time outside. I want to go on jogs. 
on the greenway. I want to do all these things. I, I want to go hiking. And, and I'm like, why me? Like, I love being healthy. I want to be active. I don't understand why I have to now scale it back and tone it down. You know, I might never understand the real reason. <laughs> and I do think that I had pop before this particular challenge that kind of made me notice it. But I will say that rest is important. Your foundation physically, just like our spiritual foundation is so important. What are we building our life on? It's the same thing with physical. What are we building our physical life, our physical worth on? And we have got to make sure that our core, our foundation is strong enough to hold up the rest. And so that's kind of my story. There's several details I left out because it's been about two and a half, almost three years now since my official diagnosis. So I want to tell you, you know, uh, for, for, you know, a couple things that you can do that if you've just discovered this. So I would definitely jump on Facebook, find some groups. I'll link the group, one of the main groups I'm in below. I am not a moderator. I'm not, I'm just a person that visits a group for support and you can check them out, ask any questions and see how you can treat. If you've just discovered this, see how you could treat it, you know, get some feedback and, and I, and I want you to know you will, you know, you will work out again, you will be active again, but it might be a sign to take a step back for you. And I want to just tell you what I've been doing. So I, I made a few notes and I want to told you about my story. So now I want to say, um, since I discovered all of this, I, <laughs> after my devastation <laughs> and some tears, I'm going to be honest, I decided to scale back big time. So obviously I did not finish that challenge. That was super intense. I got some awesome pelvic floor workouts, exercises. There's other ways to treat it too. You can you can treat it. There's um, a lot of, not, I don't want to say a lot because I don't really know anyone who's gotten one, but you see a urologist, you can get fitted for a, a pessary. It's kind of like a support for the prolapse. You can, um, you can get surgery, but it's kind of last uh, resort in my, in my opinion. But if that's what you need to do, and, and I've read um, in that group, I was explaining, I've read about some women getting surgery and just feeling like a brand new person. And that is what they needed to do. So I'm trying to avoid a pessary and I'm trying to, I'm, I hope I'm saying that word right. <laughs> if you know, you can, you can message me and correct me. I am trying to avoid that and I'm trying to avoid surgery unless it's absolutely necessary. So since then I have found the, the Facebook group for support. I have talked about it with other women uh, online. And then I have found some exercises and programs to help me strengthen my core. And it's going to sound really crazy, but like my physical therapist for pop, my pelvic organ therapist, she showed me the beginning exercises of what to do. You know, just for example, one is just sitting down on a chair on your two sit bones and breathing correctly and standing up. If you are used to working out, intensely or lifting very heavy. This is something you discovered. This is, this was super frustrating for me because I'm like, I lift weights. 
I work out, I go on runs. Now I have to just focus on breathing. And it's kind of taught me a lot about how I need to focus on the support system before I start adding all these other things into my routine. And I realized too that a lot of the times when I was lifting, I it's not like I was breathing wrong, but I could have been breathing a lot better to support my pelvic floor. And after she showed me some exercises, I researched a lot of things. I, I started a program, it's called Habit. And I believe the trainer's name, now this is actually quite an older program, but I heard so many great things about it on how it just makes you stronger and it gets you in a better place. And I do like two to three a week. When I first got it about two years ago now, I did it almost every day, took a break here and there. And I would add that in to my workout. I will link that below. I think the whole program cost me $25. It's incredible. I still do it now. Um, I actually, I should probably do one today. So I, I started doing some of those pelvic floor exercises and workouts. I also discovered it's called mom strong and I did a free trial for mom strong and it started with a lot of breathing exercises and I actually just started that one like a couple months ago, but I was waiting for, there's an app coming out this summer for that program and I'd rather wait so I could get the app on my phone and between that and the habit that I started um, and then just you know this is two years of discovering things I stopped lifting weights for a while like when I first found out I when I first found out I dialed it back I would I just used bands I did not run any longer I stopped running for a little while and actually you know what now that I think about it since then I've actually only run like maybe half a mile here and there. And I, I traded out running for, and and you don't have to do this. I I know of, from that group, I've heard of tons of women who have gone from, you know, taking a break to back to running, back to horseback riding. You'd be surprised what you should stop doing for a time. I never thought of that before. And when someone was like, I can't ride horses right now. And I get it. It's a lot of when you're, when you're leaving the ground, and you're coming back down on your pelvic floor and it's not strong, that can be add to more problems. So you really wanna be careful there. I, I actually did stop running. I don't really, my cardio is totally different and I, I, a lot of things I needed to change first though. My mindset truly needed to change. I really needed to know and believe that I needed to rework my foundation. And I'm still in the process of that. This is, This is an ongoing process, and especially since I had a baby six months ago, and this, which is my second, my second birth. And I want to share with you, I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute, but I do think that if we can pay a little bit more attention to the needs, the restful needs that our body is asking us for before something like my experience happens, but a lot of the times, especially in the last you know, few times I popped into the group, we don't know we have it until it's like, oh my gosh, it's there. And so just know this is not your fault. This is not, do not blame yourself about this. This is something that happens to a lot of women. It's something that we need to talk about more. And I think too that 
if you if you can see a pelvic organ, uh, a pelvic floor, I don't want to say organ, <laughs> pelvic floor therapist, just even for an assessment and maybe one other visit, that would be amazing. It's helped me a ton just to get her feedback, to know where I'm at. I'll probably be visiting her soon. I'd love to have her on the show, so we'll see. <laughs> but once you do that and then get some uh, pelvic floor exercises going, see what works for you, you know, do a little research, take a break. You can still walk. You can still do bands if you feel comfortable. And after I took a, a little bit of time off, and I, I think like once I found out, I, I just started doing a little bit more yoga and I stopped high intense stuff for a while. But since then, my mindset has changed and I, I don't need to get in a four mile, three or four mile run to feel like I worked out. I just added weights back in, um, maybe actually during pregnancy of last year, but, but not heavy stuff. I, I still want to be aware of that this might, for me, this might be something that I'm continu- continually working on for the rest of my life. and But I've gotten to the place of being okay with that. Do I want it to be that way? No, I, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish I could just jump up and down and do what I wanted to do at any given moment. And and trust, I've done jumping jacks, it's, it's fine. I'm just trying to explain to you that this is a common thing and it's actually not talked about very much here in the United States from my understanding and from my experience. I also want to tell you how I believe when I gave birth to my first, um, well, technically my, my second daughter, Azariah, in 2017, I ended up birthing on my back at the hospital. Uh, and it's it wasn't the position I really wanted to be in. It wasn't, there was a lot of things I didn't want that was happening but she's she she's healthy. She came out crying and happy, and she was a beautiful baby, and she is a lovely girl. And during that time, though, I did want to move around a lot, and I it, I almost felt like I didn't have the option. That's another podcast in and of itself. So I know that birthing on your back, from my experience and after conversations with my midwife. I understand that it actually puts way more pressure on your pelvic floor. So I, I'm wondering if that's where mine started for me. Uh, I'm sure plenty of women birth on their back and they're completely fine. But I do want to say that I think that was the starting point. And then I went about three years of, you know, I wanted to get right back into things right after I had her. So like week three, I'm like running outside and I'm going to link another book below. Uh, I, it's downstairs. I'm not going to go get it right now, but it's, it's like fit pregnancy or food for pregnancy and fitness, something like that. It'll be in the show notes, but I, I know that in that book I was reading during my last pregnancy with my second, and it was talking about all these cultures who take care of and help the mother and the baby for like the first 40 to 60 days um, postpartum because of the recovery that needs to take place. And here in the United States, we're like, let's get back to it. I mean, I prided myself with, I'm cooking dinner week two. Not that I wouldn't cook dinner. I'm just giving you an example. But, you know, I'm out. I'm already working out. I'm doing this and that. When I believe it's in that book and a couple other studies that I've read that it takes like a full 18 months 
for your internal organs to be completely healed from the experience of labor. So I believe that's where mine started and, you know, just pushing myself way too quickly after my hospital birth with my five, who's now five, five years old. <laughs> I'm studying. I'm trying to whisper a little bit because my baby's taking a nap. <laughs> I'm trying to not whisper, but be a little bit more quiet. So let me, uh, during this time, you know, I found out and then I worked out pelvic floor exercises, did more yoga. I did more swimming. I ran in the pool. Now try doing that. That's actually a tough workout and it's, it gets your heart rate up. You're still working out. It was, I learned to love it. I, I truly, I did. And then during that time, I feel it improving. I, I have no symptoms. I'm asymptomatic just about. And then I find out I'm pregnant with my baby who was born in November. And I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit scary for me because I'm thinking, oh, geez, I just started improving my pelvic floor. Everything is getting back to normal. I'm getting in better shape, the shape that I would want to be be in without having, you know, the runs that I used to have and lifting as heavy as I wanted. So I just focused on when I was pregnant. This was last year, uh, 2021. I just focused a lot on stretching, yoga, pool work, and I did the elliptical. And uh, my my midwife knew about it. She, you know, she did my health assessments and stuff. And, you know, she recommended I see my pelvic, my pelvic floor therapist again. And the assessment wasn't too bad. I still had maybe a grade one. So there's one, two, and three. I won't go into all those, but you can look those up. You know, when you're pregnant, your baby, everything is pushing on your pelvic floor. So I had to really take it easy in the sense of, a lot, you know, not a lot of, not a ton of walking, like exercising's fine. I did, I did a lot of stuff in the pool. I made sure I still exercise though. That was, that hasn't always been a priority for me. And I noticed that I felt better when I exercised. Now, yeah, I'm not lifting or, you know, squatting, you know, a ton of weight, but even just body weight and moving my body, it made me feel happier. And then I focused on my breathing how important that has been in helping me get to this place of being asymptomatic. Now, the other thing that I believe helped is my birth with my second, technically my third daughter in November. I had a home birth in it, my first home birth, and I it was supposed to be a pool, a labor pool, but she decided she was coming quite quickly. So I was on my knees on the side of my bed and then there she is. <laughs> and I do think like I, I gravity was working with me. It was working with like the baby pushing down. I wasn't like lying on my back where my pelvic, my pelvic region and my pelvic bones were closed. I was open and gravity was just helping the baby come down the canal, the birth canal. And now let me tell you, this wasn't an intense birth, but it was quick, but it was super intense. And we had a plan in place where my amazing husband, my incredible bonus daughter, and my, at the time, four-year-old would all help me rest and get the rest that I needed for at least 10 days 
I wouldn't go downstairs. I would stay upstairs. Actually, it was seven days upstairs, and then I could go downstairs, but I wouldn't do too much. I do realize a lot of people don't have that luxury to take, you know, have someone take care of them and their other kids. And it was really a blessing. I, I would, if you can do that, it talks about that in the book I mentioned, the Fit Pregnancy book that I'll link in the show notes. If you can do that, plan at even just, you know, 10 to 20 days of just very light work in the house. If you're anything like me, this is really hard to hear. I was like, absolutely not. I, I want to get moving. I want to be able to, you know, be downstairs and cook and take care of the baby. But let me tell you, I miss this. <laughs> I miss those two first weeks with my newborn and just having breakfast delivered to me on a tray after being up all night, you know, every two hours. And I focused on resting and breathing and I wanted, you know, you, you need your uterus to shrink. You want your pelvic floor to lift. And I do think that having a home birth really increased my odds in my favor, the odds in my favor of not having too much intense impact on my pelvic floor. That's my personal opinion, but I've also heard that from other women uh, who have had home births. So since then, and then since birth, which is, was November, I took some time, you know, like maybe a month or two. I didn't, I didn't go back in the gym or walk back in the gym until month three. So it was like the end of January, early February. And at that time, I was just, I would do the elliptical for about 15 minutes. And then I would do my pelvic floor uh, routine, my pelvic floor exercises. And just recently, maybe, uh, you know, four, four months, five months postpartum, I, I added weights. And when I say weights, I'm, I'm talking like fives, tens, and fifteens. I'm not talking a ton of weight, but I am more comfortable at this moment lifting a little bit heavier. And when I do that, like I, I did deadlifts yesterday, I am making sure that I'm lifting my pelvic floor. I'm breathing properly. I am moving slow and controlled. I am focused. I am not distracted. I want to be strong. I want to lift heavier one day soon. I can do that and I will be able to do that if I continue to work on my foundation. I don't think this is the type of thing that's like, you know, one and done. You have a broken arm, you get a cast and it's healed and you move on, which I've never had a broken arm. So maybe you don't really move on. I don't know. This is, (laughs) that was just an example. This is something that I think because the pelvic floor is something you can't see. It's internal and it's inside of you and it's a very thin basket. I, I think that this is something that I have got to work on for the rest of my life. And I've come to the place that I'm okay with that. And it's just my story. <laughs> and it's part of, you know, the, one of the challenges that I faced in my life. So if you don't know what it is, I wanted to talk about it since June is Pop Awareness Month. I wanted to share my story, and if you just discovered this for yourself, or you just heard about it, or you know a friend who's going through it, please share this episode with them. I'd love for them to feel encouraged. I hope my story encourages you, and I I really do think that, uh, you know, a, a little plan, a little something, a little light at the end of the tunnel is so comforting. I just, I'll, I'll recap kind of what I said. So after sharing my story, I, if, if this is something you just discovered, I would, if you can, if you are able to see a pelvic floor therapist 
even, you know, just once or twice, get an idea of where you're at, then research some support groups on Facebook. That's what Facebook is amazing for. I think that I wouldn't have Facebook if it wasn't for Facebook groups. Get involved in those groups, ask questions. You will see you're not alone. And then I would, you know, find a program, you know, an exercise, a pelvic organ core program that some, that's something you can do and work into your week. And, the, and let me let me just tell you that these workouts that I've been doing are anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. They are not long. Um, a lot for a while there, I was doing them right before bed. Um, you know, some and now I'll do them before my gym workout or after my routine at the gym. And just understand that your body is asking for rest, and that's okay. And give your body the rest that it needs. You will get back to doing what you want to do. If that's your goal, you will get there. And I just hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that you have the energy and the positive outlook after this episode to just change things up a bit. You know, like I said, I was running and I enjoyed running. It wasn't something I, you know, was super in love with, but I enjoyed going on trail runs here in Georgia. It's just something I had to change. And I went from running to doing different, like different cardio things like the elliptical or swimming. And I still work out. It's, I, I had to change my mindset first. So if you could focus on rebuilding your foundation, strengthening your foundation, take a deep breath and just slowly change your mindset about what needs to happen for you, for your good. You want to be that strong mom. You want to show your daughters that you don't give up. You don't just throw in the towel and quit and stop working out and stop caring or, you know, you just, you're, you're so, it's okay to be upset. Trust me. I was very upset when I think about it too. I will, <laughs> I might get teary eyed a little bit because it is life altering. This is something that if you don't take care of it, if I decided not to take care of it, I, it would only get worse. I don't want it to get any worse than it already is. And since I discovered it, got the diagnosis, it's my job and a challenge to me to, it, you know, it was to slow things down, to lessen the impact, but to not give up. And that's what I wanted to show my daughters. I've, they both know about it. There was a time there where, and my, my little one was three at the time and she would say, no, mom, don't pick me up because of your bladder. <laughs> I mean, what you got to let them know what's going on. And this is a real thing. It doesn't have to end on a negative note <laughs> in your life. This can be something that, you know what? It's just a little fork in the road and, and an assessment you need to make and a few changes you need to implement into your life, into your routine. And I hope that this encouraged you. I hope that if you didn't know what it was and you hear somebody talking about it, now you know what they're talking about. And it is not, you know, a life-threatening thing, like I said, but it is life-altering and life-changing. So if you could just encourage someone, if you know that they have pop or you, they just discovered it, just tell them it's going to be okay. Just, you know, the last thing I wanted to hear was take it easy. So maybe say, just slow down a little bit and we're going to get through this. You're going to find a solution. You're going to find new things. You know, what's awesome with challenges sometimes, especially physical like this for me. I never knew that I would enjoy working out in a pool. I know that sounds crazy. I never, that never even crossed my mind. I never used to do the elliptical. I never used to just walk on trails with my kiddos in the stroller, like all of them and my oldest, like 
and make that a regular thing that was usually just like once a week. And there's all these things that I discovered that I really enjoy. And I hope that you are encouraged by this. I know I've said that several times. <laughs> it's because this is something that is very personal for me to share. But also I want you to know that you are not alone. There is purpose in this too. There is purpose in this prolapse experience that you're going through. And this is not the end of your story. If today's episode inspired, encouraged, or challenged you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you could take a few seconds of your time and leave an Apple podcast review. This is the only way I know that you like the show. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Ash Harvey, that's Ash with an E, or email raiseherwell at gmail.com. Remember, you are a girl mom for such a time as this. Let's rise up and take our own places as daughters of the Most High King so that we can encourage and equip our daughters to have bold faith and live well. Until next time.